The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let us pray. O Almighty God, who alone can order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men, grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest, and desire that which thou dost promise, that so among the sundry and manifold changes of the world our hearts may surely there be fixed, where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Well, in grade school, my English teacher taught me a simple truth. That every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. If your story, maybe a short story that we were writing in class, is missing one of these integral parts, it's not really a story, is it? Sometimes we're good at coming up with beginnings. And sometimes we're good at coming up with endings. But without all three parts, you don't really have a story. And oddly, here in the middle of the story, the story of God's redemption for mankind, we have a new beginning. Here in the middle of Holy Scripture, we hear the words of Mark the Evangelist, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here in the middle, Mark, be- Mark proclaims a new beginning. It's true, every story has a beginning. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And at the end of the revelation of John, Indeed, we hear that great word, Amen, so be it, the end. And here, in the middle of this story, this grand arc of redemption, we hear of a new beginning. And here at the beginning, we hear the voice of the prophet. Indeed, the voice of the prophet Isaiah, which we heard in our Old Testament reading today, a voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. And John appears. John appears. John the Baptist appears mysteriously. This man, John the Baptist, is connected integrally to the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This new beginning has attached to it a strange character. One who is running around wearing camel's hair and a leather belt and eating locusts and wild honey for his food. Baptizing people in the River Jordan. Proclaiming that the Lord indeed is coming in the wilderness. Here at this beginning, we have a character. John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, in some ways, marks the end of the beginning. But he also marks the beginning of the end. John marks the end of the beginning. Indeed, the beginning of God's work of redemption, begun in the pages of Genesis, begun by Moses, finds its fulfillment, finds its end, finds its goal in the ministry of John the Baptist. Indeed, Jesus himself says that the law and the prophets were until John. What was begun by Moses, what was written down by Moses, and indeed all the prophets, find its goal, find its end in John. John appears as the end of the beginning. 
He is the Elijah who is to come. He is the one who is to usher in, to uh, preach that the Lord is coming soon, that the day of the Lord is upon us. This Elijah who is to come, this John the Baptist, was prophesied that he would come before the Lord himself came in all his glory. The Lord sent his messenger uh, to prepare his way in the wilderness, to prepare the hearts of the people to receive their God, to prepare my people, says the Lord God, for me. To prepare in the wilderness a place where living water might flow. John here is preparing God's people, God's people Israel, for the end. He comes at the end of the beginning. He is the ultimate prophet. He is dressed up almost cartoonishly so as a prophet. He represents all who came before him. For indeed, Jesus says, the law and the prophets were until John. But something greater than Moses has come. Someone greater than Moses has come. Moses indeed was the servant of the Lord, just as John was. But here, at the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we have God himself arriving. All the work in which God had prepared his people for, all the work of the prophets and the kings and the priests, find in it, in John, their ultimate fulfillment. John is the end of the beginning. And John's arrival marks uh, the point in which all the promises of the Old Testament find their fulfillment. But John himself is not the light. He says as much, I am not the light. There is someone greater than I, one who it, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. No, John was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the light. He came and preached in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. He is not the Lord, but he has come to prepare the way for the Lord. And here at this new beginning, we find an end. We find a man who represents the end of an era, but also the beginning of an era. See, John has come to prepare the people for the arrival of their Lord. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. This is the ministry of John the Baptist. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. For indeed, someone greater than Moses, someone greater than Elijah, someone greater than John the Baptist, indeed, has come. For this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. John is the end of the beginning. But he's also the beginning of the end. Here we have the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is upon us. And John has, is preparing God's people for the arrival of their God. Here in the middle, we mark a new beginning. This is the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the Son of God. The Word become flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. All the promises of all the prophets 
and all the kings find their fulfillment in this man, Jesus Christ. And the ministry of John the Baptist is important because it points the way to someone who is greater than he. Indeed, it is someone greater than all of us. The man, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. John's ministry proclaims and sets forth a new beginning. And his ministry is linked with the ministry of Jesus Christ. A new beginning. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And John comes to point. He points to someone who is greater than he. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John preached a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And he points to one who takes away the sin of the world. He baptizes in order to prepare his people, God's people, for the arrival of their God. He preaches in dry places in the wilderness to prepare the people for living water. He preaches good news. This good news is summed up in the words of Isaiah, fear not. For the day of the Lord for the faithful is not a day of fear and trembling. But in faith, it is a day of good news. Fear not, says the Lord. And this is the message of John the Baptist. He points to another. He points to the arrival of our God, our creator. He proclaims eternal words, words which do not pass away. And Peter says that these eternal words, which do not pass away, indeed, everything passes away, even heaven and earth will pass away. But Jesus says, my words will not pass away. And Peter says, these words are the word of the gospel, which we proclaimed to you. The ministry of John the Baptist is the ministry of each one of us. It is the ministry of the church. For the church, God's people, their job is to point to someone else. We are nothing in and of ourselves. Indeed, we pass away like the grass of the field. But the eternal word of God lasts forever. And because of this word, we are someone. Just like John the Baptist is someone because of his connection with the new beginning started by Jesus Christ. So we too have new Beginnings because of our Lord. What seems like the end is actually a new beginning. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The end has come and indeed our Lord will meet his end at the end of Mark's gospel on a cross. He died and met his end at the hands of Roman centurions, Roman guards. He was crucified, and his end, indeed, is a beginning. It's the beginning for each of us, because he did not stay dead. He rose again on the third day, marking new life, eternal life, for all who believe in him. His end is our beginning. By his end, on the cross, he brings the pardon of iniquity. 
He brings wars to an end. He brings peace to his enemies. For no greater love has any man than the one who dies for his friends. And you are my friends, says the Lord. It's by his death and resurrection that we have a new beginning. The gospel is good news for us because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And indeed, our Lord has made his path straight. He has taken the wicked and crooked hearts of all the generations which came before and all the generations that came after and made them straight by his Holy Spirit. John baptized with water, but the one who came after him baptizes with the Holy Spirit. This is the difference between creation and creator. This is a difference that is exponentially more. Jesus brings with him the gift of the Holy Spirit which works in us and through us to do his good will. The Lord has been revealed in his might upon the cross. We behold the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. He indeed says, it is finished. His end is the end for all of our sins and iniquities. But this end is only A beginning. Our wounded Lord speaks love at the cross. Our wounded Lord speaks a word of love, an eternal word of love at the cross. He speaks life to dead bones, to dry bones, to all the deserted places in this world. He speaks life. He brings living water. He brings forgiveness of sins. He brings his presence. He brings the Holy Spirit. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And this word, this comfortable word, which the Lord himself speaks to his people, is come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Christ's end is a beginning because his end brought rest to all our weary And heavy laden bones. His people find rest in him from all their labors. And from all the heavy loads which we carry. We find our end in his end. And ultimately find a new beginning. T.S. Eliot says in Little Getting. What we call the beginning is often the end. And to make an end is to make a beginning. The end is where we start from. We are people of the cross. Christ's end was not the end. His end brought a new beginning. It brought, a, it brought new life to dry and weary bones. And this end, this cross of Christ, this beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ is indeed our beginning. The end is where we start from. It's from the cross. The word of love is preached, is proclaimed most boldly. For Christ loves you. God sent his son into the world to save sinners. This is a sure word. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And during this Advent season, we look to the end, the end in which is a new beginning. When Jesus Christ comes again and sets all things aright. And this end is indeed a new beginning where we will be with our Lord forever in the new heavens and new earth. And he will be our God and we shall be his people. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And indeed, here at the beginning of Mark's gospel, we remember the beginning and the end and indeed, perhaps a new beginning. Amen. Let us pray. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.